Hi. My name's Brandon. And if you're anything like me, you saw an NPR Tiny Desk concert in 2017 that changed your life. This is Get Into The Groove, the podcast where we find a groove and we get into it. And with me, as always, he could have been your greens. It's Colton Cox. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing all right. And also with us, let's smoke, let's Netflix, net, let's chill. It's Jajin Genie. Hey. I caught you while you were taking a swig. I'm so sorry. The perfect swallow sound every time yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> don't you apologize sound effect if you it's knew genuinely, if you need a folly artist it's very good genie harper <laughs> may or may not be willing i'm just gonna <laughs> add it to the soundboard real nice <laughs> sound effect uh, one of these uh, they're already programmed one of these is like an applause i think just a really tense moment just <laughs> <laughs> oh there yeah there it is yeah it's like real Oh. Radio intro music. <laughs> Guys, we didn't really do mic checks. I just realized. We kind of right. did. We're, we've been talking. It's, it okay, sounds great. good. I think it's a good spot. Colton's paying great. attention to it. And finally, oh. the money's on the dash. It's Melissa. Hey. I have a question for everybody. I learned today on this day, whatever day it is. May 7th. May 7th. That the monkeys have announced their farewell tour. Okay. They ain't dead yet. The monkeys. They're still around. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. They've been touring this whole time. This whole time. They're still doing this. Wow. They're still doing this. Okay. Where? And now they're saying goodbye. Zimbabwe? <laughs> wow. They've got to have a record or something. Actually. Oh, they do. Well, I don't know okay. about that. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that their second to last show is here in Kansas City. Oh. On November 10th. Interesting. At the Uptown. Okay. So if you're in town. Go to the Uptown, see the monkeys, and I'll let them say goodbye to you. But my question is, what's one farewell tour that you guys would drop everything for? Oh, done. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's at the ready. I Melissa. Already know. I already know. Michael Jackson. I would have literally oh. sold my entire soul to go to the, this is it. Like, I would have died. I would have absolutely died. I cried all the way through that movie. I still cry every time I watch it. I... I you and Monica saw this is it. Yes, we went right? oh, that documentary. Yes, uh, that was yes. truly one moment when the world stopped. It just, I don't think, I don't believe there will ever be a performer of that caliber again in our lifetimes. And I would have, I would have literally sold my soul to go to that concert. Would have been incredible. It would have been everything. It would have been my entire life in one little nutshell of three-hour concert, and I would have just, it would have been everything. What about y'all? Colton Genie, a farewell tour that you would drop everything for, or a farewell tour that you missed that you would So we're talking like, like... An artist says, I a, am not doing any more music. This is it. Goodbye. Right, but like a, like a real one, or just one like... Because Garth Brooks has was, done 15. If it was like... The, 
If it okay. was like you know, the that last... would probably be a fun one. A Garth Brooks concert is a good time. I've heard. I have also heard that. So I yeah, like we Garth all Brooks knew concert. that this that was like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like sings to people. Yeehaw! God, he's been doing it forever. I'm sorry. I, I want to do that. I think part of my problem is is that I actually have not gotten to see a lot of the people that I like. Like I've wanted to see a Radiohead concert my entire life, but I don't know that I will ever be able to get to see one. So, oh well, someday. <laughs> but um, um. Tom York knows when he's going to die. The only one I... <laughs> and he's going to say, I'm going to die in six years. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, goodbye. Everybody. The only one that I can think of would be would have been um, The Last Waltz, the band that I've told you about. Because okay. it's Bob Dylan's backing band, the, mm-hmm. the okay. band. They had Neil Diamond. They had Bob Dylan. They had Neil Young. Oh. They had... Oh God, I, don't, I can't... It was just a list of like 70s rock superstars. Legends. Yeah. 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 And because it was supposed to be... The official last concert of the band, but it was just Robbie Robertson leaving the band. But anyway, that's one that I, w- I would have loved to have gone to. Just to, man, stars galore. Yeah. Hmm. Jeannie, I feel you're struggling. It's a tough, it's a tough question. <laughs> uh, are, are these, is this the right feelings that I'm having? It's like... I don't feel like I have a good answer for that. Most of the things I think that you've told me you listen to, they're either bands that are still around or like, I don't know. I can't think of one that you've mentioned that was like a big band that actually had like a last show. You just hit, yeah. you just hit, I don't know what you I like current want. stuff. What about Prince? I would go see a Prince tour. That was, I think the one that I was coming up with. I was like, it'd probably be Prince. Or a Bowie tour. Well, mm. Bowie. Bowie. No, yeah. we, we had a professor, we had a couple of professors who saw, Oh shit, which tour was it? Do you remember? Oh, it was Nancy. Na- yes, Nancy. Nancy saw the Glass Spider tour. That's always fun. She did like she ran a spotlight for it, I think is what she said. She worked the tour. Yeah, I think she well the, on uh, one the of the stop. Sto- okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. She I was never knew that for it. Yeah. No, I'll tell you. Isn't tech. that great? That's incredible. That's adorable. She just like casually tells that story. She's like, yeah, the David Bowie Glass Spider concert. I was the, you know, spotlight op for our theater. Uh, wow. Now that you mentioned like someone who didn't have like an official last tour, right. last show. Yeah. Uh, Queen. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there are a lot of other bands that had, you know, unofficial last shows, but like, God damn! I, even just seeing Queen, it wouldn't have been their last show. Just yes. any show of Queen. You know what? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like not the Temptations. No. Okay. No, no, because there is a special place in my heart for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, okay. Okay. I feel it. I feel the it. The horns, really. Oh, the yeah. falsetto, like the whole, <laughs> the entire situation is absolutely perfect. Do you watch? It's perfect. Do you ever watch the music videos? Yes. Oh, girl. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what? Let me say something right now. I love them so if, much. If there's any act that I think Silk Sonic is going to be most like, it's going to be Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ooh, I yeah. like that comparison. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Give it to us, Anderson. Because Pop. there was a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire in that Leave the Door Open. Yeah, okay. The yeah. vibe is there. The musicianship is there. They've already no. got the band together. Like, I just think, like, if they're going to be like anybody, like, if we're going to really compare them to anybody, I think they're probably going to be a little bit more Earth, Wind, and Fire lane. That so, I feel standard. like I'm 
extremely, either I'm just not remembering seeing it or I'm out of the loop. Um, did their album come out already? No. no. Okay, I didn't think so. No. When is it due? I did the research. There is oh, no wow. official date. Yeah. It's just a tease. Yeah. I did some research as you were looking up the video no earlier tonight. Yet. There's an intro. <laughs> There's a big hype, though, isn't there? Oh, my God. I'm all fucking still dating to Earth, Wind, and Fire. People are losing their minds on YouTube. By the way, you mentioned the sunglasses, and I was watching the video, but... Every <laughs> single reaction that I watched on YouTube, first thing they mentioned was those sunglasses. sunglasses. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. It's a look. They know and they also, know what they're doing with I their really look. loved that particular performance because I thought it was a really good um place for Anderson Pack to shine in a spot that he isn't oh, really shown yes. before. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Bruno him, Mars, we've seen it, but I it's great. I don't see him out, for, out behind the drums very often. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just, just really nice to see him out here like singing. <laughs> I love moves. his voice. I completely, Into it. I completely agree with you. I will say for me that I actually really do love seeing him behind the oh, drum Oh, I kit. enjoy that more than anything, for sure. But It's I just pretty think, amazing like, to watch him play the drums yes, and sing at absolutely. the same time. But I think it's incredible. nice to like take that away and just show yeah. Be like, no, this he can really sing. Can do I think people get distracted by he the can. syncopation. He can do so much that if he he, he could really be a Bob Dylan and get away with a lot seriously, seriously. with what he does. But he can really sing. And is, I just think it's a good spot for him to be a Bruno That's just a good I don't know who put them together. I think he did. I think it was his idea, to be honest. Won't he uh, do it? Because that <laughs> He loves to do he loves to do team ups and like everybody fucking loves him. So. Well, and also Anderson Pack, uh, he, he it's like a guaranteed pop. Like yeah, if yeah. you if you if you pair with Bruno Mars, that is going on the charts. Yeah, they yeah. want your name. But also, he is he known, does he it consistently in his lane. He knows what. Kind oh yeah, of stuff he, he knows what to do, to right do. Now, So it's not just gonna be anybody. Bruno, it is laser Bruno focused. Mars always he's kills very me smart because he's like the rare. Pop musician who like is also extremely well respected by like actual musicians. Because he is, you can tell he's definitely a musician. It's just crazy because I mean, like I even like him, and I usually hate fucking pop stars. You know, like I don't know, and and, like there's very few musicians I've talked to that don't have some kind of respect for Bruno Mars. Yeah, I think it's because he's a musician's musician, and he's also he does not pretentious. Yeah, like he's come out here as this big star. He could be. He has written some stupid songs, but he's still good. (laughs) But it's like he could be incredibly pretentious. He could be out here twenty four karat magic all day long, all all the time. But he's not. Mm -hmm. Like he's up there having a good time with his fellas. He's up there really giving off performance, and he works his ass off and constantly changing the vibe. Constantly. Yeah. But he's not. He's All never right. giving fifty percent. He's always giving one hundred eighty. Colton is we giving have, me the signal to um, get have, into. We <laughs> actually get into we our group. Batteries. You all, no, no, it's not even the batteries. Number one, you never. I, did you intro Melissa? Did you? Yes. Intro? Okay. Okay. Two, we have about we like fifteen minutes worth of like before the show episode starts. <laughs> That's okay. It's still good convo. It's good. People it's good. relevant. It's fine. People it's fun. love us. All 12 of you out there, you love us. <laughs> Used to be 13. Used to be 13. I don't know what happened to the one bitch, but... My what did we do? Gone. What did we do? What did we do? <laughs> Email us at get the letter in the where number two, the groove wrong? at gmail.com and tell us where did we go wrong. So it, today... It was something I did, I bet you. What'd you say? I said it was something I did, I bet you. It was probably it was Colton. Like, goddamn Colton Cox. <laughs> So today we're talking about (laughs) an artist, a band who is incredible live, who I absolutely would go to a farewell tour to Mm. see. 
Um, and we're talking about their um, debut album, Think Tank. The artist is Tank and the Bangas. Um, what's her name? Oh, so sorry. I didn't know that was on. <laughs> her name Talk is Tariana uh, Tank Ball Bell. Bell. Yeah. Bell. Tariana Tank Ball. 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 Okay, we're going to fact check this oh one right God. fucking now. I got it, I got it, I got the it, episode it. just started. <laughs> Shut the hell up. It's Tariana Tank Ball. Tariana Tank Ball is the lead singer, the band leader for Tank and the Bangas. Um, yeah. Um, so, Melissa, you picked this album. Why? I did. Why did you? Why? Did you, why? Why? <laughs> Why'd you do it? Well... <laughs> I feel very like, uh. um, I, you know, I uh, discovered Tank of the Bangers through that song Quick, which is naturally not on this album, no. um, which actually took me to this album. Sure. And I chose this because I have a special place in my heart for Flowetry, number one, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Um, number two, I think it's, it's something I've never particularly heard before. And I also think that she is slept on as a vocalist. I will second that. I think there is there is a lot that she does specifically that a lot of people don't do that is not easy to do technically. And she has kept it up for a very long time and has not ruined her voice, which means that she is doing it well. Doing it right. <laughs> and doing it right. So... Well, on that note, let's just dive right in. The intro track, okay, um... She lists all of these um, vocalists. Mm -hmm. um, she lists, okay, no, there are no lyrics online that I could find. So I just listened to it over and over to try and figure out who she's actually mentioning. Yeah. So the names that I got uh, were Sarah, Nina, Billy, Anita, Erica, Ella, Tori, um, Diana, Patty, Aretha, Laverne, and Fontana. And there are... A handful of other names that I missed. I just could not understand. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hear. Yeah, it. no, I can't either. I get it. <laughs> um, but it's this whole like idea, like the, she's just like listing her inspirations. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I feel like if you, if you just like hone in on one artist or the other, you can hear it. Like no matter what, you Absolutely. can hear it, all of these artists and her voice and her, in her music. Well, and she intros it. Let me sing for you. Let me sing for you. Is that what she says yes, at the end? That's okay. What she says at the end. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> and it's all about the women who've inspired her. And this is her ode to all of them. Yes. Uh, because there's really a little bit of almost every one of them in this album. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. From start to finish. There, uh, I feel like I was going to mention this later. We end with Patty, though. We what? We end with Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. <laughs> that's right. That's correct. She, someone, um, there was an article in the Village Voice a thousand years ago about um, somebody compared her tank to Nicki Minaj because, oh. like, well, Nicki Minaj in some of um, her songs, she she has like a character voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she does. Oh yes, when she started Pink Friday and like the Barbie Barbie things, whatever all that. Yeah, Robin's yeah. Revenge she and all that. Everywhere she's yeah. got five different characters going on. She does all sorts of things with her. That's why I loved Nicki Minaj. I actually she's do remember. Not that. normal. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what she's. That's what Tank is doing yeah. here in this album and, and and really throughout her whole career. Her whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, it's her shtick. But yeah. she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't go into different characters necessarily. Like, Nikki it's just her. had like alter egos. So you right. could tell them apart, but I think that was for her storytelling. So, so right. all of her in this recording, is it just Tank doing the vocals? Or, no, or? she's got Jelly. Okay, that's what I thought. Angelica. Okay. I, was just I don't con- know her last name. I was either. just confused for a second because it kind of sounded like you were saying it was just her. But Angelica Jelly Joseph. Yeah, okay. Are you on the Wikipedia page? Yeah. We just list everybody. Yes. Okay. So we've got Terry yeah, on a tank ball. Hold on a second. I actually think I. We got Terry on a tank ball. Joseph Joshua Johnson. Which okay, hold on. Um, he is on the drums and it serves as the uh like. Serves. Joshua Johnson as, uh, as the musical director. director. Norman yes. Spence on bass and synth keys. Morel Burkett Jr. on keyboard. I think he's the one I almost cast out the record bar. I'm sorry about you, Bay. Uh, and Albert. <laughs> listen, he cut me off. <laughs> he walked in front of me and then he was rude about it. Okay. <laughs> it was so to do. And I didn't know oh, who no. he was until he was on stage and I said, oh. <laughs> so, sorry, babe. I wasn't rude. Um, <laughs> uh, and Albert Allen back on alto sax and flute. Other active contributors include, listen, I'm sorry. I'm down here. I'm uh, only picking up like half of it, to be honest. Do you want me to start over? No, I don't. Are you sure you don't want me to start over? Uh, yes. Because I can right here. Don't is give this better? me sass for trying I'm to get a sass. good sound. Listen, <laughs> I'm not giving you sass. Other active contributors <laughs> include Jonathan Johnson on bass, Angelica Jelly jo- Joseph on background vocals, okay. Etienne Stouffier on tenor saxophone, and Danny Abel on guitar. And I just want to go ahead and, for the record, for posterity, that I... Am in love with the Albert. The flute player, he plays flute and alto saxophone. He's just tall and lanky and just adorable. It looks like he does not belong. He wears pastel <laughs> colors in the middle of all that black. <laughs> I mean, he just glows. They, I mean, they should just put you up there, Colton. Is <laughs> the same way is glowing. Are these people all still in the band? Yeah. Okay. And if they're not, I feel like if they're not in the bit, well, okay. So the show Jelly I goes saw, in and out. yeah, because yeah, Jelly has her own situation. Yes. She has like a solo career. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in New Orleans, like the, she's because the show I saw was like she. There was there were like five opening acts. It was crazy, but one of the opening acts was like a like a combo, right? And she came out. Jelly came mm-hmm. out and sang for a couple of them, like three or four songs. Yeah. for them, um, and then went back and then came out with Tank the Bangers. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's everybody in the band. Um, what's really interesting about this album, okay, um, specifically this intro, she's listing all of these these ladies, right? These lovely ladies lovely of music. Ladies. Okay, different vibe. <laughs> um, these musicians who really, I guess, um, have stuck true to themselves, right? Have, have um, really made their own in the music industry, I feel, I guess, in my ever-so-humble opinion. And then it transitions seamlessly into the next song, and the first lines are, I could have been, uh, I would have been Fish, I would have been me, and she lists all these things, kind of insinuating she would have changed herself for this man that she was with. I just think it's really interesting, that sort of, like, That's interesting, duality. that's not how I take this at all. <laughs> How do you take it? Not at all. I think it's more of a, I could have been, well, she actually says it. I could have been, been good for you. For you. Like yeah, I could okay. have been 
sustenance. I could have been substance. I could have been something uh-huh. to enhance your life. I could have I made see. you better. I could have made you full. Instead, you chose to block me out in these boxes. You did not fully see my value. Exactly. Yeah, okay. that's, that's the way I took it. Yeah. To me, it, it sounded like she was saying, I I would have been everything to you. Basically. I would have been everything. For All you. those good, healthy things. Because I am. Good, healthy things. Yeah, I'm okay. Campbell's, baby. It's uh, not good. <laughs> Because she's listing all these hearty things. Yeah. Like she's listing things that make you feel good and like make you t- that taste hey. good that are like make you feel green. full. Yes. It's interesting Fruit. that you mentioned soup because soup. I feel there's a, a, a I don't know if it's in boxes and squares. Maybe it's in something else. But she says nobody's nobody has ever got full off soup. Yeah, no, it's in this. In boxes and squares. Yeah. Well, there you have it, bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in this one. <laughs> Genie, for the record, loves soup. I love soup. This is Genie's soft whisper corner. <laughs> the best part of our show. Yeah, here we go. I feel like I'm going round and round with you. I feel like the O's inside my soup, and don't nobody get full off of eating no soup. Nobody gets full off of eating. We need the fish, we need the meats, we need the greens, we need all of it. Which tank is? Tank is all of it. Yep. Um, Just vocally speaking, when she does the, you are like a loop. You what? are like a loop. There is I one line like where she hits that P you. really hard. Loop. Loop. There's another spot I love she it. does that. I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked this track more than the intro, obviously. But uh, I liked that the intro is almost a slight bit misleading because it kind of tells you this is going to be a flow a tree album. Mm-hmm. But then this song is just like her singing it's a song yeah it's It's a a song song with yeah and and i think that's the thing about tank and the bang is is that like they they're they're just a mod podge of like all of these artists musicians because she did get famous from being a slam poet um and uh yeah so it's just like they're not they're not trying to like stick to one genre or the other and i think that's why i think a lot of the songs on here were actually Slam poetry for her. Like okay. they were things she used to perform a spoken word. It seems like, and you know, I could be <clears throat> overstepping my understanding, but um seems to me that the storytelling aspect is a really important part of the not only the albums, but the shows as mm-hmm. well. It seems like every time she puts all these pieces together, they somehow flow and connect into each other. Yeah. And there's like a whole story being told it may not be centered on one particular thing but like you're you go through some kind of like narrative experience yes and also when she talks in between songs like the tiny desk concert like that even further expands upon that like story telling fabric she's putting behind it is almost as if they curate each specific show to wherever they're Mm -hmm. at and i feel like we were having this conversation either earlier today or some other day it was today it was today (laughs) it's been a long day apparently um but yeah because we were saying well i i think i was telling to you this sounds different from the tiny desk concert sounds Mm -hmm. different from when i saw them live oh yeah no they are completely different levels we were talking about this last week i was like watch some live performances because they're all just different and they do different Mm -hmm. versions of things it makes sense if she was a poet as well because that's live poetry you're a lot of the time doing it with no music Mm -hmm. so like you have to have it connect somehow so i don't know i i appreciated that very much about not just this album, but like the whole thing in in general. 
Um, they just put so much effort into like building this whole world for you to like experience everything that, yes, that she's talking about. Well, speaking of poetry, does anybody have anything more to say about boxes and squares? Because I'm gonna f- as go- far as lyrics go, this is one of my favorites. Boxes and squares. It's and very squares. funny yeah. at times. It is. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Why don't we go to the store and buy your ass a clue? It's very I hear they have honesty on sale. What it's very funny and it, it's also very like, it speaks to a lot of people. Like, yeah. You know, it's a very like down to earth song that's written very well. Yeah. 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 Mm. So I'm going to, um, you'll hate this transition. I'm going to drop right into roller coaster. Um, roller god. coasters. Oh my god! You would want to talk about this one. Well, actually, this is interesting because I hate roller coasters as a metaphor because, like, just <laughs> by and large, they're just a science experiment that might go wrong. Um, but this—that's what love is. Okay, I right. love riding <laughs> roller coasters. Yeah. So here's what throws me off: I love riding roller coasters. Same. I don't feel that doing other stuff. So I need to know, is there something wrong with me as a person now? <laughs> Have I not been in love? The, I love roller coasters. That's what, I'm wondering. that's what I'm wondering. I also love roller coasters. <laughs> Different feelings. They're, I've never experienced that feeling, not on a roller coaster. No. I need that for life. <laughs> Speaking of, we're going to Silver Dollar City? I guess. Yeah. Okay. I love the wildfire. Okay, let's go to Silver Dollar. It's my favorite. You've been to Silver Dollar City. Yeah, many times. Oh, that's oh. because you were the one who suggested we go yeah. to the lake. Okay, we're going. We're going. You want to go? We're going down yeah. south. Though. I also though need to go to um, the other to the place Ozarks. that you talk about all the time. Crystal Cedar Bridges Point. Cedar probably? Point. Oh. Okay, because well. I have heard. A decade, I also have to. I've a never sec- been invited. Right. A decade worth of, oh my God, I love Cedar Point. <laughs> Cedar Point is an absolute blast, especially when you stay at the Hotel oh, Breakers on the beach. How many times again. have you been there? Twice. Okay. Only two times. Here it is again. I did go once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, let's go. Let's go. Let's get, let's really get a fucking suite for at the Hotel Breakers. For longer than we were there. We're we need all, to stay there more vexed. nights. We're old enough. We'll stay there more nights yes. this time. Yes. And Sandusky, just as a city, is just so cute. It's adorable. Let's go. Okay. Right. Let's go. We're going. Roller coasters. Roller coasters. The song. <laughs> Roller coasters. <laughs> Which actually, hold on a second. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, please. I had nothing to say. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you know what this is inspired by? No. Uh, oh, Six Flags New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is it called? Jazzland. Jazzland. Yes. Which actually got. I don't know com- anything about it, it but got, I have. It's it gone. It was a huge amusement park that was right in downtown Stop. New Orleans, and it was obliterated by a, a Hurricane Katrina. Uh, well, okay. Let me say this. It still stands. Yes, like it's but there, it is, but it's, it's not operating. Yes. yes. And for, I guess for probably years, there was a sign that said, we'll reopen after the storm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, it was a very sad loss for New Orleans, apparently. And so this song was, she grew up going to this amusement park. And this song was kind of based on that loss. Devastating. Devastating. But. Also, like, why don't we have an amusement park where we grew up? Like, hello, help us out. Ugh. <laughs> We used to have Joyland. That was the closest thing to us. Yeah. The, the, the salon of kids. Joyland? Well, you Outside were there. Outside of Wichita. You, you, wait, you were not oh. there. You were Cherryville. That's close to Wichita. I've is it not? Joyland. Like an hour away. It's been an hour and away. It's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. We it's didn't go to Joyland in Wichita. Okay. Well, we weren't driving to Wichita for that. Well, actually, I think they. We drive up to Kansas City once a year. 
go to Worlds of Fun. I <laughs> think they or re- to Silver Dollar City, but it was like once a year, and that's 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 stretching it. It was like once every five years. Let's be honest. I think they reopened Joyland, but it was different owners, and from it was what brief, it, yeah, it's very brief. So anyway, I never went to Joyland either. So. On the topic of like a narrative experience throughout this album, I feel like she sort of sets this up um, because the last track, Boxes and Squares, you know, we sort of get like a, um, uh, I don't know, an introduction to what her love life has been or what her love life is currently. Mm -hmm. Um, And this track sort of, uh, I guess, sort of suggests the fact that she really hasn't been in love she's been maybe in lust maybe she's been in like relationships that have worked out for a little bit um she's been in like but she hasn't been in love um and i think this track really sets that all up Mm -hmm. um and yeah there are different like there are other tracks that sort of like connect to each other like if you like spread all of these out you could connect like different motifs and different themes with each other most definitely i think and this is sort of the first track that you realize, oh, this is, might be a spoken word album because most of yeah. it is spoken word aside from the, it's the butterflies, it's the fireflies fighting in your stomach, the the chorus part of it. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what's really... <laughs> when I first heard this song, I'm telling you, it took a long time to get into it. I don't know what did not hit me right about this song, but it did not hit me right. But at the same time, I agree. no matter what, even when I hated it, that stupid firefly line always got stuck in my head. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> no. I agree. Like, okay, if we're talking about the NPR Tiny Desk concert, oh. Roller Coasters is my least favorite of the three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, too. And it was like, fly, by a huge margin. Fly, fly. Like that. Oh. Whoa. 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 I tell you, that's been fly, in my head all day fly, today. Fly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I wasn't big on this song, to be honest. It it's was, a grower. Uh, well, and that's that's Not kind of... Shower. I don't. <laughs> I didn't want to necessarily talk about this right now because I feel like, you know, we're just so still so early on in the album, but... Are we? That's kind of how I felt about... <laughs> that's kind of how I felt about this album in general. I, um, I feel like I just didn't... You know, because we've only had like a week between the last episode and this one to record for you guys to know the people who listen a little behind the scenes for ye. Um, I, this is one, I think you got to listen to this like six or seven times. It is a grower, I've, I've only listened to it like twice, three times. And like there, there's stuff that sticks out to me, but like, yeah, it's very, it's, there's so much to unpack. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with car seat headrest too. Like I'm more familiar with like that, that sound and that, thing but like i needed more time with that one too so that's i just no, i feel that yeah this is definitely one that is you have to kind of get let it seep into your subconscious sub, subconscious. subconscious yeah yeah you got it words are hard i know of all people <laughs> words are so hard i did talk all day you have to talk all day i did talk all day i'm so sorry taking all my little people's the accents me too <laughs> the problem I had a lady from North Carolina today. Lord, you would have thought I was born and bred in the South when I got that phone. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Colton, whoa. K- Katie W. It Meyer was, came Katie out. Katie W. Meyer was out. <laughs> she was out. 
Now, oh, stop yes. now because we don't want to hear that for the rest of the podcast, too. All right. <laughs> He's so. speaking for one person, and that's himself. I, I mean, I know, right? It's like, <laughs> just let me talk. All right. Well, do it. And then when you listen to the playback and hate I know what it. I sound like. <laughs> All right. Just continue. Continue. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I don't remember what I was saying. Um, so we were no, on we're talking about. roller coasters. <laughs> All right. Um, does anybody have more anything more to say about that track? Can we go into Oh Heart? Yes, I love this song. Let me tell you, I hate the first like 15 seconds with the piano and it like kind of tunes down to what it's supposed to be oh that just oh oh my ears bleed i think it's supposed to be slightly irritating there's a couple of parts this and uh and the brady's that oh it was tv like old like like 1950s tv okay theme song and that's exactly what this reminded me of like i would totally could see like a milkman walking down the street with credits playing you know whatever he's starring what what was the dude what's his name oh he's a director now no no the baby the ron Ron howard starring ronnie howard that's what his little name used to say ronnie howard right I mean, come Very on, right? Pile. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that and the Brady's. These two in particular remind me of okay, 50s like like it. TV oh, theme man. songs. I hate it, but I get right. it. Okay, that's that, the vibe. that makes this song make more sense because I did not like the Brady's either. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> I, I like the Brady's. Um, this, I feel like, is continuing that whole concept of like being unlucky in love. being or Not like unlucky in love, but like... Unlucky in lust, unlucky in like, I guess. She's not really in love, but she's falling for all these dudes, all these basic dudes who uh, are not, you know, are not. Disappoint. They're disappoint. They just, they're disappointing. They don't meet the expectations. They don't meet her halfway even. They're scrubs, you might say. And listen, if TLC's hot as anything. Don't want no scrubs. The scrub is the guy who can't get no love from me. What's interesting about all of these songs is that it's pretty evident that like she is not having the best luck with the situation. However, she is fully and completely aware and content in her own self-worth. Yes. Like she's like, I, I could be the greens, I could be the meat, but you're you're an idiot. I do you're not you're yeah, not like she's in here. You're being not giving like, me I'm sustenance. Everything that a flower is, I plan to make about 30 kids. Like, this is what you're missing out on. Surrey. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think that's what I love about it is that it's very secure in a way without being, I don't know. I love it. I I see that. I get that. Um, But, you know, I saw an interview with her back when I was really like binging Tank and the Bangas. Um, I saw an interview with her and it was with maybe like Vogue or Elle magazine, actually. And it was about they were talking about like her body type and it was like a thing where they were taking off their clothes as they were speaking and answering questions. Oh, and, like, yeah. they were, like, this? It was like a naked series or whatever. Like, and they were answering really personal questions and like, she really got into the nitty gritty of her self esteem. And like the, she has gone through a huge journey with that. Um, and with her hair and with her body type and with every, with the clothes she likes to wear and everything like, and with men and how all that works. Um, and so she's really, kind of done the work, but did it really early. Like she was really young when like 25, 26 when she did this interview. And this is kind of stuff that we don't figure out when we're in the thirties. Right. Like she was really done some inner work on herself in an epic way early. And I think that really shows through her music. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you said that. When did this album come out? Like 2013, something 2007? like that? 2007? No. 2000. I'm pretty certain it's 2013. 13. Yeah. Spotify tells you. 2013. I will say, I have a gripe with the Spotify, like, recording of the song. There's, like, always a gap in between. It seems like the producer tried to, like, cut them all so they, like, seamlessly together, flow but they do one not. into the other. They do not. No. Not even kind of. Not even a little bit. There's always, a, like, some jarring, like... I'm uh, amazed well, uh, at how, like, bad it is almost. I'm like, did you do that on purpose? How do you butcher that? It's 2013. But anyway, that's a little side tangent. Um, the next track we go into is Walmart. Attention Walmart shoppers. This fucking song. This song is my favorite. It's so funny. I love this. I, so wrote, I love this song. Gah. <laughs> With the UH. Yeah, this is as much as I hated it. It's also funny. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I say I hated it, I hated it because it was just so like on the nose. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yes. She's very funny. Yes. I think I just love the personification of like these, uh, uh, I don't know, the aisle in Walmart that is, uh, uh, it's all, it's all clearance. You yeah. know, they, that's a, I, I imagine that's where she picked those boxes and square boys up at. <laughs> Everything is free. Everything, but, but everything is damaged. Yeah. What'd you just look up? Oh, so we were talking about her, um, her incredible uh, consonants, <laughs> and she does one in this one that kills me every time. Um, I could hear pieces of your honesty drop on the floor. I mean, there is a pop to that P that I just love. It makes me so happy. It makes my little musical theater heart so happy. <laughs> yes. Sorry, That's one thing I like supremely love about about her. Just the, the fact that she's bringing poetry. Like uh, you can almost see the words that she's saying yes. because she's just like laying them out for you. Aside from that intro track, I couldn't catch everything that she was saying. But in everything else, you can absolutely see what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She's really she's very it articulate. Yes. She puts it together. Well. Which I guess... Uh, I mean, she's I, a good storyteller. Back to what Colton was saying, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It's all about the story, and you get it every time. Yeah. Yeah. She ties so much into, like, everyday experiences, too. Mm. I think, th- like, the... Really gr- pulling out of the mundane. Yes, yes. Yes. And I think that's the the real secret to it, is that, like, that's why it's so good. It's because it's, like, you can imagine her... I mean, it's, like, one of those TV shows where, like, everything becomes a musical in like, uh, you know, yes. it's like, that's just inside of her head. Oh, you know what I mean? A tank in the bangers musical. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I mean like she, I can see oh. her like walking around doing her normal everyday thing. And these songs just like, yeah. Right. Into her head. Right. <laughs> um, uh, to, to piggyback off that, I, the, I feel like the musicianship, the instrumentation that's going on behind her also really serves that. Cause like they could have just like fucking done anything, Mm -hmm. but like what, what they're choosing to marry, like as far as music and poetry is concerned, um, what they're choosing to like put together really, I don't know. It really supports her. It really like 
helps paint that picture, really yes. makes it like a full image. Yeah. I don't want to make assumptions, but I feel like a majority of this, she's already written the lyrics and the music is a secondary. Oh yeah. yeah. For so, sure. yeah, I mean, I, and I'm sure there are probably times that the opposite's true, but I think, well, especially because she's the central figure. So absolutely. Like, but I also think, I think this speaks to, her, to the musician she's chosen to have behind yes, her too, yes, because yes. just watching them live, how different they perform things live, just even from live performance to live performance versus what's on the album. I think a lot of the times they jam these out. Yeah. yeah. Like they just kind of figure it out as they go along and th- they figure out so what sounds fun connected. and what I mean, works. That's, and that's essentially what people do for like playing music for, yes. for poets. Yeah. They have their own compositions that sometimes link up really well. Sometimes they don't. I but mean, they, they have a really good vibe yes, together. Yeah. Like they're definitely on the same page. Like none of it feels, it doesn't feel like the band is on one page and she's on another. Right, like right. It feels like yeah. they, are, ooh, they are all telling the exact same story. Right. Well, and if it is all the same people, then they've probably been together. They've for, been together a minute. Yeah. As far as musicianship is concerned, I really like this song. That's one reason I like the Walmart song and the roller coaster song. The Walmart song. I just wrote like I just. There's not a lot going on, but it's it's just enough. Talking about, sorry, can we? Did we go? Did we already do? Oh Heart, we did. Yeah, but we got to go back to it for just a hot second. Sure, we didn't talk about the breakdown in Oh Heart. Yeah, oh no, we did not. I'm so sorry. Like, let's bring in Tate's vocals for the first time on the album, please. For real, for real. This is track number four. Like, that's when you kind of go, oh. The bitch can Girl. sing. <laughs> okay, here we go. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. That's all. I just forgot to talk about that before we moved on. <laughs> Glad you put that in there. Yes. Um, okay. I got excited about Walmart. <laughs> How very American of you. Yeah. But also, are we still on that song? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, just to go back to her being still secure in herself, but knowing that everything's falling apart around her. This is such a line. This is such a line. Oh my god! I think it's because when I picked you up, I put down myself. Like just just being aware of that is not something everybody is aware of. They're not aware they do that. Like so, is that what's the line? Like my my mother gave me a piece of a mirror. Is that around that? Hold on. No, I don't think that's in this one. I think that's in another one. Okay. Because it doesn't talk about mom in this one. Okay. But I know what you're talking about. But that, yeah. yeah, that's later in the okay. Well, it, my point is that it it goes into that like that that self assurance that she has, um, and that she sort of like gives it up for just a brief moment mm-hmm. for this stupid boy on the clearance rack in Walmart, mm. um, which we've all done. We've all done it. We've all done it. My favorite part is when she gets the end and she goes, I went to check out and the checkout cashier was your, your brother. Telling me, me all the shit. shit. <laughs> he let me know there are, there's he no, not a return know. policy. Yes, and he, she said, uh-uh, I ain't taking them out the store. Bye. Glad I got my receipt. Oh, <laughs> thank God. What a punchline. What thank a punchline. <laughs> Terrific. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Every episode. I hope Because we do it on weekends okay. and we are in Kansas City. I hope everybody's okay. It's lit. I hope if you were lit tonight, the night on May 7th, 8th, 7th, Seventh. Um, that you are okay, that you are out there being safe, wearing a mask, and being safe. Um, 
Did I tell you about the transformer that exploded? Yeah. Well, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I, I didn't witness the transformer explode. I witnessed the transformer. Oh. Well, I didn't actually see it. I experienced it. <laughs> um, okay, no, girl. Let me. We're, we're already so <laughs> far over time, so might as well just continue down That's this road. Okay. Anyway, me me and Shelby, <laughs> me and Shelby were like asleep in my room, two o'clock in the morning, and uh, and so we're, we're we're sleeping, we're sleeping, and there's just this like extremely bright white flash, like it filled up my room. Oh my god, it's the aliens! Oh my god, Melissa, I swear to God, I swear to God, no, because let me tell you. <laughs> Because, hold on, hold on. No, let me tell you, hold on, hold on. Because we see this extremely bright white flash. We look out my window. We look out my window. Nothing happened. Like we could not see. Like there was just the world is unchanged. Exactly. Oh my god. No, we 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 listen, knew. I've had my weird moments. I understand that feeling. You're like nobody else experienced that. Now listen, I knew that that's not what had happened, but there was like this in the back of my mind, like, oh my god, are like, aliens like, real? They came. <laughs> they came. <laughs> my God, no, I wish I. Like, yes. I no, seriously. I I wish I were joking. I had there was a moment. There was a moment. Dude. Okay. Slightly unrelated, but sort of related to your alien story. One time I was on my way to Wichita from here on 35 in okay. the Flint Hills, right? Like yeah, on the yeah, turnpike. Yeah, yeah. That's a place. All that's those, where the aliens like, would show up. That's cows. where you would see two in the morning. This was like back in my cosmetology cows school out there. opera studio days. <laughs> you ever stop at the cow pens? Yes. That's a good little stop off. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great little stop off. I used to nap there. Um, <laughs> there's security cameras. <laughs> So, so I'm on the turnpike, right? Two o'clock in the morning, nobody's out. It's like me and like two truckers, right? We're just chilling, going 85. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the sky just lights up bright blue. Like, and it was like a, it wasn't like a, like boom, like someone turned the lights on. It was like someone, like one of those, Dimmers. Know, dimmers. It was like someone oh. went, and it just went blue. And it was blue everywhere. What? You could see every, it was like fucking daytime blue. What like happened? Super, con- no idea. Oh my but I remember God. just driving and I remember just thinking, this is it. How long did it last? How long did it last, Melissa? Like a good five minutes. Like I was driving for a while. Like I really thought I was being abducted by aliens. Okay. okay. Thinking like, that it was just for a few seconds and like I could miss, I could no, see No, it wasn't that. like a, it was okay, like Okay, it was bright and on for a while. Like on, like no sound. I'm just making that sound because that's how it felt. Was your radio still on? Were yeah, you- everything was fine. This is now Coast to Coast AM with uh, George Nori. <laughs> anybody knows what that is. I want to know what the, co- I want to know what the truckers experience. I don't know. And I didn't have a CB radio. I was driving my little shit ass car. Well, you mentioned that, like, I remember watching that newest episode of um, Unsolved Mysteries. It was about aliens and how they were, like, driving their car down the road and, like, my grandma witnessed a UFO Girl. over the old airport in Kansas City uh, back in the day. I'm getting the goose pimples. Okay. <laughs> we need to get you back know, you on topic so Stop. Do you know I think you're actually aliens, Brandon? Amanda and I have decided. Beluga whales. <laughs> you talked about this. <laughs> Thank you. 
You talked about this Beluga the last time whales. you watched a documentary. Yes, beluga whales are actually oh. aliens, okay? It's funny you say it because octopuses are actually aliens. Octopuses, <laughs> squids, and beluga whales. I'm going to tell you why beluga whales. Hey, because they're hey. the only whales who can turn their heads like people. Did you know that? They're the only ones who can like turn their heads side to side like people. Interesting. Yes. Lobsters don't faces. die. Lobsters don't die. Lobsters don't die. They just get bigger and stronger okay. and more like fertile. <laughs> also turtles. Absolutely aliens. Oh so the next track please, is the Brady's. Please get us back to taking the Vegas. Oh my god. It's so you know what fun. I feel like? I feel, I feel like we're in high school and we got that terrible sub and we're just going eight shit. In the oh sub. yeah, just this like, is like, oh please, my god, let's get us back please, on topic. Please, guys, we just had to get to oh this Oh my god, chapter. we are not even halfway through. We have an hour of recorded material. <laughs> and we have only seven minutes that we talked about before the episode started. Okay, great. So let's go. So it's we have a meaty episode. We have a great editor. <laughs> We're talking about the Brady's. Oh and the one thing gosh. I think of when I think of this track is there's that one video of Tank and the Bangas performing for somebody. I think so. I think you might be right. But Tank and the Bangas, the band is going ape shit. And the audience is not having it. Was it was all folks home. Oh. That explains a lot. That explains <laughs> literally all Those of it. Oh, folks, you told me to get close to the mic. Well, you, turn, you just, I was getting some like breath noises in there. Well, okay. So I bring up that video because um, I just want to reiterate how phenomenal they are live. <gasps> oh my God. And I was, maybe I already said this. Did I say this on, during the show or did I just say this to you earlier today? They played with Big Frida on Halloween. You said night. that to me. To you, you okay, not, not here, show. not here, not for all of you. But um, I saw them on on Halloween, and they played with Big Frida. And Big Frida, I don't know if do you know who Big Frida is? Big, uh, I, I've only heard your stories. Okay, so I'm not educated. I, I want to. I just want to pull up just a Big Frida song, not Bog Frida. My good lord. Um, she uh, the vibes. I just want I just want to bring up the vibes. Did you pull that up on YouTube? I did. It's the first song. Like because because the music Right? Like it goes hard. She goes hard. She goes fucking hard. Um and Tank and the Bangas, you know, while listening to this album, one would like be like, oh all right, they're chill. They're like, you know, <laughs> not live. Something. Not they are not live. chill live. They at go all to live. church. They will they know the they assignment. Will, okay. Okay, they're from New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans turns out it's like you—you you can't be weak as a musician in New Orleans and no. make it anywhere. I mean, they have to stand out, so they have perfected it. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> I just, just wanted to reiterate that they have. And and the, the the article that I read earlier, some the 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 person writing it said something like. Uh, children are given their instruments before they can walk. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, like every person in this band is so good at what they do that they can adjust to any any venue that they're at, any like whatever, any gig that they're doing. Um, which is why the NPR Tiny Desk concert is so perfect, mm -hmm. and seeing them live is even more perfect. They just they know how to put on a show. I also just want to point out that they all met at an open mic night. 
at a place called Black Star Cafe and Books. The show was called uh, Liberation Lounge. Um, and that's how the band started. So let's move on to the ass. Um, that's just a phrase I want to start moving. <laughs> let's move on to the ass. Let's move on to the ass. <laughs> let's. If you've got All that, right. you've got the green light. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, he, I, I was saying some bullshit earlier about how they they are able to like if you spread all these tracks out, you could draw lines from different motifs and sorry, I did it again. I keep scratching my nails on the table. They keep drawing lines uh, from different motifs and themes to um, any other track. This is one of them. Um, She talks about how she like names each body part and how like great these body parts are. Mm. But you, my good sir, have chosen of all the things you've chosen to be the asshole. Um, I never would have thought. You could have embodied any of these characteristics. Mm. Just be the asshole. Full of shit. And you chose to be the asshole. Which again just speaks to her not blaming herself for these misgivings. She's just like, oh lord. Right. (laughs) This man. All of you need to get your fucking lives together. That's why I love her. Still relevant today. (laughs) Get your shit together. Get it together. Get it together. Um, I'm kind of going to jump around. Um, the uh, the track in between this, we can go back to it if we want to. But like humans, um, is 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 the same thing. Mm-hmm. She um, lists all these facts about the human body. One of them being like we're born with three hundred bones in our body, and then when we die, we have two hundred and some odd whatever. Um, the body knows what is useless in our body, so it will get rid of it. So you subconsciously know what is useless to you, you can get rid of that thing. I just love that. I love that as like just a theme, a metaphor, a motif, whatever. Which is a really good um, way to look at it because I think a lot of people sometimes look at those things like they're being ripped from them instead of them being like, mm, I don't need this. You don't need this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you're just, you're, you might be just fighting against the natural occurrence of what's trying to happen here. Like, sort of uh, growing pains. It's yes. going to hurt, but you're growing. It's going to be fun. Go on with it, though. Go on with it. Going back to that interlude, God pushed me. She's again like tying to like these different metaphors and motifs and themes and yada 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 yada. In roller coasters, she's talking about how there there's a moment where she says it's like um you're flying a kite and God grabbed the kite and the kite's still wrapped around your finger and fucking whatever. Yeah. And then you let go and this is the moment that you fly. The second half of this album a little churchy. A little church. Well, I mean, the whole uh, thing not in a bad is way. church. Not, I don't think I, I don't think I recognized how churchy until we listened to it for this because I love gospel music. Like a thing. She was a church goer. She was like, yes. she is like, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 great that she um, is not like talking about church specifically, right? But like is using the things that she learned in church to fuel the music, to mm-hmm. fuel the poetry. Um, and the interlude is one of those tracks, like hearing stories about God pushing people off of mountains, pushing people off of skyscrapers because they need to learn how to fly. And I think this is like a good, like 
dividing line between the first half and the second half. The first half is like dealing with this, this asshole who has boxes that are empty with answers or whatever. Um, this piece of shit who do, doesn't doesn't really like live up to her. Busted expe- up from Walmart. Yes, busted busted ass piece of shit from Walmart. Busted from clearance section. We don't want clearance no section. Um, and the second half of this album is There's sort a of like no one wants to pay full price. Why would you? Why would you pay full price? We always regret it, though. You don't have all the pieces. Oh, there's always something wrong with it. Oof. There's reason somebody didn't pay full price. Mm-hmm. But the second half of the album is her, like, like sort of re-realizing, you know, like, like she already knew all of this, but she's just, like, remembering the fact that she is complete as a person. She's sort of centering it back down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Grounding herself again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I didn't really get the interlude. I was like, what the fuck? But, like, you know, as I kept listening and just, like, kept, like, dissecting and digesting... Um, the next track is Rhythm of Life and I personally feel like this is where the band steps up Mm -hmm. shines Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. especially in that bridge they're getting it they're getting it and they go into this like like heavy rock moment which is (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly that (laughs) horror on my face It is that no, it uh, yeah. For the listeners, not horror at what he said, but the face that he made when he went uh, it was not. It was uh, not good. It's not good. <laughs> this was um, this was my favorite one, not only because it's a rock and roll song, but um, this was the first like significant vibe change on the album. Yeah, and like yeah, that. <sighs> it's a very like minor complaint about this one because there is still a lot of variety in the music, but I feel like it's just very like super chill up to this point. Yeah. And it, it's, and it's uh, not g- a bad given thing. The, like subject matter. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing. I just, um, I like not to like jump ahead, but like last three tracks, I kind of like petered off on like, there's good stuff in there. It's just it's just a long album. It's just yeah, a really yeah. long one. It's like an hour and some odd minutes. Hour and five, six minutes. It is long. But, no, it is. Um, this was the track that really kind of revitalized me in the first part of the second half. Because um, it's just different. It's a different vibe. And it's it's cool that they can make such a drastic jump to something completely outside the style of everything else that's happened so far. Yeah. So it's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 So the next song. <laughs> okay. Um, the next track is my favorite track is Hands. Mm-hmm. And it is um, exclusively spoken word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful, though. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, I wish I could find like it online just like as lyrics so I could pinpoint like what I liked about it. Um, oh, okay. You you were you had your mouth open as if you were this, something was going to come out of it, but then nothing happened. I 
really enjoy this song because I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to word this at all whatsoever because I can't. Um, well, there's a lot of physical interaction that other people notice about people that you don't, that tells a lot about their relationships with the people around them that they're not even aware of. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, and she's not even like, she's not revealing a lot about the relationship. Yeah, and she's not even judging the relationship. She's yeah. just like, oh, this is the dynamic here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's what I like about it is that the, it's the fact that she is, she is giving you the image and sort of implying that like, maybe this is what's going on and that mm -hmm. between those, between this pair of hands, um, maybe not, but you know, whatever. That first, uh, the first one, when she's talking about the couple who's where the, she, the woman's she pulling, pulling away. her hand back and yeah. the guy's completely just unaware that she's not comfortable and it's oh, been in that situation. And she says something like, <laughs> It was funny till it wasn't. Yeah, it was funny till like it that. wasn't and or he and he's not noticing. Yeah. And yep. And it tells a lot about how they deal with each other. But she she also like brings it back around um at the end. She says something like, um I hope God, I hope I'm remembering this right. She says, I hope like um I'm I don't pull my hand away um when like the right person oh, yeah. grabs it or yes. something like that. Something yes. like that. Um Yeah. Mm, I just like it. It's so simple. It's so like she uses one image to like tell multiple stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also kind of takes away any like What's the word I'm looking for here? You don't have to know whose hands they are. Like, yeah, it can be anybody. Like, you can see them. They yeah. are familiar hands right, to you. Right. Like, you know, I, that was the part I appreciated that it, and it's kind of something she's able to do in most of her songs is this like very um, commonplace imagery that it's just like it's specific, specific, but, but general. Yes. Yes. Incredibly relatable. Right. She's able to, like you were saying, tell a thousand different stories from just one image. That's, I guess that's why she's so good at, at oh, slam poetry. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever. Anything more to say about hands? I wish I had the lyrics, though. I wish those were online. Me too. They, and they are... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A chunk of these tracks, it's hard to find. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not online at all. Mm -hmm. um, well, we go from my favorite track to probably my least favorite track. Eggs over easy. Eggs over easy. <laughs> I hate this song. I do too. It's the only one on the whole album. I'm just like. I think perhaps it's because it's so out of place after hands. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I don't know. It, it was odd. It's an odd duckling. It's an odd vibe too. Yeah. I don't know. No. Okay. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna pull this up because I I want your professional opinion. Um, I don't know how professional, but we'll see. The most professional. Hold it closer. Person. Okay. I want to know what it is. 
what it is is a like is an instrument. You said it might be a person. Yeah, it sounds like a person. That sounds like a jelly in the background. It sounds like a theremin to me. It's a person or a synth, one of the two. Okay. Well, I don't know about a theremin. Um, it sounds crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a person because they always she they've got her her background singer is doing crazy stuff in the background and they like they change the sound of it so it all sounds yeah. different. It sounds a little distorted. Yeah. Like okay. on on purpose. I would right. I would guess that was a person singing. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's thr- it is top like it to bottom. Like that. The only the only thing I could think of other than that would be a electric bass at a really high mm. part of the neck. Okay. But it, it, there's not enough. Um, it still sounds a little too high. They probably just looped it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. But like, yeah. yeah. I'd say either a voice or a synth of some kind. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was my least favorite song. Probably because... It is thematically different from everything else that's happening in the second half of this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost feels like it belongs in the first half of the album. Yeah, I wouldn't have hated maybe, but I still don't like I, this my one. thing was like it's almost they could have just cut this one for me because I I, I feel like it has a similar vibe to Boxes and Squares, but mm-hmm. Boxes and Squares is a by far superior written song and it really so. hits the nail on the head. Right. So that was my thought on it. Maybe, maybe. Um, oh shit! I just had a train I, of thought. I wouldn't know how to follow up hands though. No. Well, what's the song after that? I mean, yeah, still no. <laughs> um, what is well? What is it after eggs over uh, easy? A- eggs over easy. Um, theme parks follows. Oh eggs yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. Which. Um, it's just a response to roller coasters, isn't it? Yeah, and. It, Kind Loose, of, but not loosely. really. She just says the word theme parks, but doesn't use it as like a theme. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a metaphor or right. whatever. Um, but it does like fit like roller coasters is third from the top and theme parks is third from the bottom. Right. So like they they match like as far as bookends are concerned. Please stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I would do the same thing, but I just every time it hits And the it table. doesn't help that this stand is on the table. Right. Um uh, yeah, I wrote in here that I'm confused why this is called theme parks um, because she doesn't really talk about right. like that as a metaphor or roller coasters as a metaphor, but it just really ties back to um, roller coasters are for people who have never been in love. And I feel like at the end of this album, she's like in a substantial relationship in something that she would call probably love. Um, so it really is a book into like that whole story that, theme perhaps and you know this is pure gesturing but um perhaps it's you know she sees the whole theme park now and not just the roller coaster you know i mean this is very this is a far shot but like maybe that's because it's definitely tied to roller coaster Uh, yeah in in some small way but you know, instead of honing in on this one thing, maybe it's now she's got the whole picture of it. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a, just a guess. She has zoomed down. She sees how everything fits into place. Right. Once she sees how much more there is to it than just this one. There's so many rides in the theme park other than just roller coaster. So many rides in the theme park. <laughs> Girl, are you talking about a theme park? Huh? <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> phrasing. <laughs> Are we still doing that? <laughs> I've watched a lot of Archer lately. <laughs> Only on FX. Um, Anywho. So the next track is Ripperton Love. Um, and I would like somebody to go into who is Minnie Ripperton. Is it me? If you wanna. Or do you? I'm not doing it. Okay. Okay, well, it's well, you. I only learned re- recently that um, she's my Rudolph's mom. But she's also a very well-established, um, I'm going to say like soul or R&B singer. She's done a lot of different kind of sound and music. But well, let's see. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah. She's incredible. Yes. She's it's very, very Burton good. is insane. She's funky as hell. She's got a great voice. She's oh, also... She's had some hit songs too that yeah, I did not has. know were were Minnie Ripperton. Loving you, loving you, mm-hmm. loving you. Yep, that's Minnie Ripperton. Yes, that's Minnie Ripperton. Oh, and it's you can't always see it's that middle picture, Melissa. The yeah, one that one? that's where you can really see Maya Rudolph. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the perfect angel. Yeah, with cover. the ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Also, she the, I watched a whole documentary uh, because she's like one of the most like slept on singers. Yeah. In the game. Like she has a four octave range. <laughs> she is insane. Like the stuff she does live is hurts me. <laughs> well, if that's the if that's the song loving you, she does that like yeah. yeah. All the way out there. Yep. Jesus Christ on the cross. Yeah. Um like talent came out. <laughs> My Rudolph wow. didn't come from nothing. Right. <laughs> Christ, and she's right. got a she, a voice of her own. Uh huh. Okay. Her four octave D three to wait. E seven. F, F sharp seven. F sharp seven. Almost. How do you even say that? Four. Color what? Coloratura. D three is D on the bass clef, mm-hmm. all the way up to an F sharp seven. Jeez. Yeah, coloratura soprano. Good lord, that's like. And she had whistle voice. Two octaves above. Mariah wishes. Middle C, I think. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So that's the F I'll sh- above. I'll high show C. you. I'll show you. That's the F above high C. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you on the piano later. Jesus it's Christ. huge. That's a huge range. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, a bitch. <laughs> she, died at she beats me by five notes. <laughs> Three down and two up. Listen, Ugh. at that range though, that five notes is like it means a stretch. something. It's a stretch. It means something. I would kill to sing a D. I would kill to <laughs> sing a D. But anyway, I had a D in me on a good day when I've smoked a lot <laughs> or not slept. We're not done with this, are we? No, no we've got uh, we've got one more track. But oh, this this one, Ripperton Love, sort of. I feel like it's the like hmm, we've grounded ourselves. We're now in like a good substantial she relationship. Found her deep blue love. She's, she's found it. Wait, what'd you say? Her deep blue love. Deep blue love. Yeah. What is that in reference to? Um, it's that. <laughs> it's a song by Patrick Stump that was for a particular art movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The it's solo like the career. one time that Patrick Stump like went into this soul situation that he actually weirdly did very well. He I did the entire he had a soundtrack whole album for this. Was... It was the whole soundtrack for that oh, movie. Oh, that's right. It was right. a soundtrack for that movie. Yeah, and uh, anyway. Movie? Uh, I forget the name of it. You showed it to me. I I'm did. fairly certain. Oh, crap. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Can we look it up? Whatever. I mean, I can. Hold okay. on. Patrick Stump's famous enough. We don't need to. 
No, but the movie's not. The movie's real not famous. Okay. Blue Valentine. I suppose. No, not Blue Valentine. Uh, spell. It's called Spell. <laughs> oh, I know. Exactly. That like, ain't nobody know. Could you anyway, imagine if Patrick Stump wrote the soundtrack the for whole, Blue Valentine? Yeah, the whole song's about, like, finding a love that is um, transparent. Okay. Like, it's secure and it's easy. It's a deep blue love. Yeah. Okay. So that's I get what that. the song feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, like, we've gotten off the roller coaster and now we're like, our feet are in the wave pool. We're sun tanning now. We're at the end mm. of the water park day. You know what I'm saying? And they've been a lot. We're exhausting but and happy, and we're relaxed yeah. and chill, and everything's wonderful, and everything's fuzzy and perfect. A lot Customized of fantastic cream. metaphors yeah. that we've <laughs> that we put in this episode. So many great analogies. Um, got our feet in the way pool. <laughs> about y'all but that's what i do at the end of the day at the water park i go to the end of the edge of the wave pool where oh, it's shallow Lord. and you sit <laughs> shallow it's shallow is what you said going in the, <laughs> the shallow end of the pool there's little mushrooms <laughs> yeah and you just sit there you and watch sit the little babies little, almost yeah. get drowned in the big waves you know because they're all trying to get by the wall and you watch the parents like running frantically you're just sitting there going oh. this is nice <laughs> Not for you, but it is for me. Yeah, like, man, you look stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to admit that I'm the dumb one that's trying to be in the way pool. <laughs> I'll do that at the beginning of the day. I'm talking about okay. the end of the day. Yeah, no, we've already done that. We've already okay. almost died. Oh, man. You always do. Every time you're like, I'm a good swimmer. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. You get out there and you're like, which is why you're so over. centered you because you know that back. you've been there. You're going to be fine. You've been there. You've been that baby trying to <laughs> trying to fight the waves. You're like, you know what? Mom, you're going to come out okay on the other side. I remember my mom dead ass saving me from a wave pool in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was drowning. God, this just makes me think of the action park wave pool. Oh, that this were like been, tidal wave. This has been what? a bit like. We've talked about this a few times this week. Okay. Not- Action Park was a park that existed in New Jersey, right? And it opened in sometime in the late 1970s and oh, closed in the early 1990s. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Watch that. Yeah. Um, I want to I mention three things about oh, Action no. Park. No. Um, one is that... Um, this it, place is so awful. It's so awful. It was like divided into a few different sections, right? Um, and one of them was like... like uh, It was like a swimming pool, water slides, and then like motor park or something like that. It was a bunch of like go-karts and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the water park section, right, was it was all natural, right? There was not like man-made pools. It was just like all. As was, I have, okay. Yes. Okay. I'm into the idea of this. So there's You're this. going to be in a minute. I'm sure not. Point. All right. There's this section where it's just like there's this dock. And then, like people, oh the, the kids God, like I they forgot about this. they like oh, they grab a rope God. and they swing, swing and out. they dive into the oh, the water, right? Pool. And it is a natural pool. Okay, so there are there are lifeguards on duty, but they're not like regulating everything. They're not telling people when to jump, right? They're not saying all clear, go ahead, yeah. right? So not like now when they're like holding you by your collar, don't you right, go out right, 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 right. Wait for that green light, you motherfucker. No, no, no. They're just jumping in willy nilly. And because this is an all natural pool, people are jumping in and getting shocked by how cold it is. So they're just like, they're just stuck. They're just like frozen there. But people are just jumping in anyway. So people are jumping on top of each other. Yeah. 
That's one section of Action Park. The other section of Action Park is like water slides, right? This guy, it was a family owned and operated park, right? And somehow this guy was managed managed to settle every case that was uh, put this against him. This guy was him. the Tiger King of theme parks. Oh, exactly. Seriously. Um, and, uh, uh, and you know, this documentary that's on HBO like mentions like he was into some kind of like sketchy shit, but doesn't really dive deep into it. So like there's still that. Anyway, probably because it's in litigation. Probably. Um, so, uh, so because it's family owned and operated, they like designed their own water slide. So they managed to design a water slide that had a loop to loop. Oh, okay. Mm. God. Um, and Mm-mm. so kids would jump in at, at the top and come out with a bloody face. Right. And so they like opened the top of the loop to like figure out like what mm. the fuck's going on in there. They found teeth embedded into the water slide from people who had hit the wall of the slide mm-hmm. when hit it goes to the loop-de-loop knock their teeth out people were coming out with lacerations on their body from these teeth horrid horrid the motor park of this park um there was a bunch of teenagers that like essentially ran the park were like the, the park operators um because who, you know who were what, drunk or high drunk or high you know, because this is what you did during the or, summer you get a season yeah. or a job you're out of school whatever um, what is this? The '90s? How long ago is it? The '70s through the '90s. Okay. Yes. So like it's it the '80s. So where everybody's on cocaine. Regulation period. Yes. On everything. Exactly. Um, these goat carts. They they like they only went up to a certain like speed limit. But these kids, they found a way to exceed that speed limit. So they like lodged a, a tennis ball into like the motor somehow, and they would reach up to like ridiculous speeds like 60 miles an hour so these these like children are driving these goat carts fully functioning vehicles fully functioning vehicles just like going 60 miles an hour and like if you see the pictures of this place it is not there's not one iota of anything that says it's safe no like nothing like this place looks like somebody built a theme park in their back fucking yard with their leftover construction materials they did not consult with engineers or anyone who actually knew how to build rides they just assembled it they just put together whatever they felt like putting together and now I say it closed in the 90s but it reopened off and on through the 90s up until 2016 is when it finally closed down for good and probably why we finally got a documentary (laughs) yeah um so i don't know how we got onto that topic but let's talk about it's because you were talking about the the wave pool and they had a wave pool where the waves would reach eight nine feet in height Uh uh yeah no they were people drowned like and they several people at this park yeah leave it (laughs) but yeah there there were these huge tidal waves just like throwing people under the water or like forward into the rest of the wave pool and like people smashing it and they're packed. This wave pool is packed with people with these tremendous waves. You know, this is the only episode where we're going to talk extensively about amusement parks. (laughs) This is is really my bread and butter. And so I really just appreciate all of you for diving down this rabbit hole. This has been a good little weird episode. This has been a strange episode. Tank of the Bangas no. is weird. Tank of the Bangas is weird. <laughs> they took us all down over the place. Holes. They really did. Um, so but we're hey, on. I guess they're conversation starters. They really are. We're on to the last track. <laughs> Instructions on being. On being. So basic just now. <laughs> and this particular track is. Um, I wrote. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. I wrote. 
kind of a bitter ending to such a sweet album because mm. everything sounded so good, right? Like even even the tracks where she was sort of like reprimanding a guy. Um, but this this one is really like deep in the feels. Like it hurts a little bit. It's almost more of like a um, like a postscript to me. Yeah, you know, um, a PS for those not in the know. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's uh, it seems like just slightly outside of what the rest of the album's about. Yeah, um, but still, which is probably why it sits here on the album. right, and, and but it still like ties into the rest of it. Um, yeah, but I think more than anything, you were mentioning um, in boxes and squares that the way you perceived that song was her devaluing herself. My thought was when you said that, if that were the case with that song, this is the final acknowledgement of like who she is. Because I mean, it opens with "Don't talk to me about God." Yeah. I also think, because I've been in this situation, I think that it's not necessarily a bittersweet ending. I think it's uh, even when you get to that happy place, you're always going to be in that sort of in yourself. You're always going to be in yourself. Like there's always more work to do. This is the one song on the album that I relate to the most. Like everything on, in the song I relate to, except the mama forgot to tell you things because my mom didn't tell me goddamn thing. No, she but, told you every <laughs> she damn told thing. Me everything. <laughs> But other than that, like this, I, I relate to this song on a real personal level. Yeah. Where it's just like, even, even when things are going well, even when everything's fine inside, I'm still asking myself these questions. I'm, I'm still hypercritical of myself. I'm still always, always thinking about this. I'm always questioning this. I'm always asking about this inside myself. But I also personally fucking hate to be asked questions. Like, do not, I don't, I hate going to like functions or anything where people are like, how's your life? What's going Shh. Please don't. I love those lines that say it's, she says, shut up shut to up. herself and it's to herself. Yeah. Um, um, one of them is like, shut up. Your nieces are always watching you or something, mm-hmm. something to that effect. Yes. Um, and that, uh, I don't know. Your nieces have fire in their hands. They'll do anything to get your attention. Yes. They will burn themselves mm-hmm. trying to get your attention. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps let me withdraw my, my postscript. Maybe it's more. This is like the the moral of the story type of thing. Okay. The lesson. Yeah. The lesson that you carry forward with you. Yes. You know, because it's very clearly like, you know, you've learned this lesson, but you're gonna fall back into it. Yeah. Yeah. You always will. It's it's just we're fallible as humans. You know. Yeah. So you got to watch out for when this does happen, and remember the things that you've learned from before. And and I love I love this song because because of the fact that it, it brings it all back into one place, but it's still about her. Like she's not putting it out in on anybody else. She's not, she's just like, no, I it's need a to remind her to herself. Yes. Yeah. Like this is what I need to remember. This is what I need to do for me. And that's, that's it. That's what I need to do to move through the world. Yeah. The way I can. It's a very excellent summary. I, a lot more rewarding of a song than Ripperton. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. And not that that's a bad song. It's just, this is the meat and potatoes. The, yes. It's it's bringing literally everything from the album yes. into yeah. focus. Riverton Love was the feet in the wave pool. This was the ride home. <laughs> That's specific. That's a feeling that I know. This, was the, <laughs> this is the ride home from the lake. Yeah. Now let me take you real specific. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Canopolis Lake. 
Canapolis. We're driving home. You are drained. You can't do anything but stare at the trees whizzing by you. And we usually, I don't know if you remember this, we used to come kidnap you to go to Canapolis and we just stand in the driveway yelling at you until you come out. Yeah, no. No, no. Have not forgot. Etched. Etched. Fully dead ass. Forced you to be friends with us. Yeah. Yeah. There are pictures of you like half asleep on the way out to Canapolis because we've woken you up. I, there's a picture of me fully asleep and I, I I know that I also have this memory of you and I going out to Canopolis Lake and there were these there was this truck that like whizzed past us and then like out of both windows the driver and the passenger like flipped the bird yeah. at us and we looked at each other and then we flipped the bird back at them <laughs> which was probably the dumbest thing we could have done out in the middle of nowhere right between Brookville <laughs> Uh, between Celine and no Ellsworth County, yeah, no, would have been dead. In an alternate <laughs> universe, we're dead. Um, but yeah, this this track absolutely is the ride home, mm-hmm. where you're just sort of like reflecting on everything. Yeah, she has a lot of unconditional love towards herself. Yeah, as one should, as one absolutely should. You didn't ask to be here. No, a lot you did like reflection without judgment. Like you made the choices you made at the time that right. you made them because that's what you had available that's to what you. Happened. But now you know better. Yep. Right. Self aware, a lot of self awareness. That's who you were at that yeah. time. Yep, yep, yep. There's a lot of grace too. It's mm-hmm. there it acknowledges it's okay to like it is okay to fuck up sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I um I was saying to Brandon earlier, I think that this is a band that I would much prefer to see live than listen to a recorded. Yes. Because I, there were, I liked this album. It just was very, um, it dragged a little towards the end. And I don't know. Like Those are such syrupy, good, like emotional parts. So I, mean, I like that about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, it is the first album. Sure. Number one. Yeah. Number two, it's not, it definitely wasn't a major label that dropped it, which probably has to do with the production situation. Um, ah. no, no, no tea, no shade. Uh, but, but I think it, it puts across enough of what they do and what they're about yeah, yeah. that it sucks you in to be like, okay, I want to watch them live or I want to listen to the next thing For they sure. put out. I want to hear whatever, you know, what's the next single or whatever. I'm interested. Like it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely, it wasn't, Hey, I'm interested in this album. For it, sure. It was, uh, it was weird for me because I normally really like albums that sound like this, mm-hmm. but I actually kind of got like, a little bored of the vibe mm-hmm. up, up until um, what's the the rock song rhythm of life rhythm of life came up, and that's why I like that one so much because it was kind of like a, a shot of energy. Yes, and um, I don't know. I like I said, I think I just need to listen to it more because I I know for a fact I've not completely absorbed the whole thing. This album um, grew on me for over like a year. It's or so. complex. Like There's it a lot was, to it. It was one of those that I would put on while I was working and just have it in the background, mm-hmm. and then they start seeping in, and then yeah. So, but I still still stuff like I was listening today, and I was stuff I wasn't I had never heard before. Just weird. Yeah. Well, especially with an album this long, I feel like there will always be things you don't hear Definitely. because like trying to like stay laser focused on an hour long album that that's hard. That's difficult. That is work. Yes. And she's not 
not that she's too not literal, but she's not literal in her no. lyrics. So it's no. definitely one of those things you have to listen and go, oh, okay, I see what you're saying here. But if, right. yeah, but it can run together a little bit, especially she, towards the end. She does this thing really well. Um, there's a concept in a, in a songwriting book that I read a ways back that's talking about um, writing in a key mm. in the sense of like using. Here they come. Using similar uh, similar metaphors and similes, like drawing from the same sources. Like if you're talking about being on a boat, then talking about like, we're talking about the boat. Now we're talking about the ocean. Now we're talking mm-hmm. about an island, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, she does that really well. And specifically, as I've said for now the third time, in mundane, everyday that life. It's happening out there, y'all. Sorry. No, but she does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the power of it is that she is able to um, amplify normal everyday life into these like really well thought out things. So, yeah, because, man, when you think about dating and you think about Walmart, man, those are really similar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you go to you go to Walmart and you get things and you don't really expect them to last very long because the quality's not gonna be that great, right? That's Tinder. <laughs> you gotta shop at a nicer store and actually spend some nicer money. Store, right. You gotta pay the money for the match.com and go to Macy's. Like there's Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm living for these analogies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying you need that Macy's card. You need the Macy's card. You need the Macy's card sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> so we did it, y'all. Sign me up. We went, sign Jeannie up for the Macy's card from <laughs> Match.com. We went through Think Tank by Tank and the Bangas. Um, what did everyone think overall? We took our sweet time doing it. We did. I hope you're with us still at this. Hour and 45. Hour and 45. Uh, not too mark. bad, to, to be honest. Not too bad. It not. Took a little bit of prodding. We, okay. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Um, if you haven't listened to Think Tank, um, give it a listen. If you don't want to listen to Think Tank, then watch the NPR Tiny Desk concert. And if you don't want to watch the Tiny Desk Just concert, YouTube Tank and the Bang, anything YouTube of Tank theirs, and the Bang, anything yeah. of theirs, they're all is different. They're all great. Truly, they truly, have fantastic yeah. costume like settings yeah. sometimes too. Truly, watch them live because mm-hmm. I, I mean, the album's good, but live is, live. is where it's at. Is where it's at. at. It's what it's supposed to be. It's what it's meant to be. I have not seen them live in person myself yet, but it's on. It's on the list. It's an experience. They're on tour this year. They're Mm -hmm. not coming to Kansas City. I know, but they're on tour this year. So if you're in like what fucking Tennessee or Brooklyn, go see them. Better show up. Weren't we going to see them? At Jazz Fest, yeah, with fucking Brittany Howard, yeah, Brittany Howard, and Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. You know the pandemic really fucked us over last year. I wonder. I still if haven't that seen Brittany Jazz Howard. Fest. I'm oh. so mad about it. Still haven't seen her. I wonder if she that Jazz Fest happened. Yeah, she is not. She better not. Well, no, but she needs to come back here or somewhere nearby that I can go to. <laughs> well, I'll take you. We'll travel. Chicago. We'll travel. Chicago, New Orleans, it's wherever. It's just a few New hours. Orleans is not close. <laughs> New Orleans is not close, but it's it's I'll go. Well, I'll go. Yeah. We'll go. Well, I'll go. go. You going, Jeannie? Take my laptop. I don't even have to ask She's for work. Go. All right. 
So the next time we reconvene, we will be listening to, what is this? At the time of recording, this is the 7th. Today's the 7th. Um, so this, this episode that. is coming out on the 29th. Mm-hmm. So last week, no, 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 two weeks ago, dear listeners, St. Vincent's album, new album, Daddy's Home, came out. Um, and we will be talking about it the next it time. It hasn't come out yet while we're sitting here. No, well. as a time of recording, it has not come out. But the time this episode drops, it will have come out. So you better listen to that next and then listen to us next. Because that's what we're going to be fucking tired about. Daddy's home. I'm so fucking excited about this album. Oh, Daddy's home. Can we not? Can we stop saying Daddy's home, please? Uh, I will say Daddy's home. We're not until saying. All I want to say is Daddy. We're saying Daddy, not Daddy. Daddy's home. Daddy. Daddy. Damn, Daddy. Damn, Daddy. That's our high at the end of the episode. Damn, Daddy. All right, so let's say goodbye. Damn, Zaddy! Stay safe, I love you. This podcast today. Like sound night. Mm-hmm. Sorry, soundboard. <laughs> Does this do something? Tell us. Yes, it's a little like interlude thing. I have no idea if those get recorded into it or not. They do because <laughs> I get five tracks: one, two, three, four, oh, five. Okay. So, yep, you're welcome. <laughs> They're racing for pinks. Is that what they're doing? Oh, Pink that, slips. That was that was real life, not a uh, not a sound part effect. of a soundboard. Um, I hear that happen all the time. I hear that one often. People racing for pinks. Let me tell oh, you. that particular <laughs> car. Let me tell you the the button all the time. I hate it. Terrific. Why haven't we used it? Are there more? You've hit A and B. I think. Applause. Which was very loud. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right there, there's a rim shot button. <laughs> oh, we've not been using that correctly. We need to use that all the time. Oh, so, yeah. my God. Oh, sorry, y'all. We're about to be that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.